the first thing is uh, if you could give us a glimpse of your career uh, one thing i noticed when i was going through your profile is uh, it was uh, quite unique actually uh, people usually mention their career in terms of 10 years 20 years but that was the first time i saw 84 consecutive quarters <laughs> that is like spoken like a true salesman so if you could give us a glimpse of your career where you started uh, in 96 i guess in prime minister and uh, like what happened after that then your role at mengrezo and what you do here and that would be a good start Sure, no problem. So uh, I was born and raised inside of sales. Uh, I never left sales up until more recently, where uh, I ventured into uh, my own business. And so um, I actually um, started out as a telemarketer, now called SDR or BDR, uh, depending on the on the name, uh, for a software company. and uh was quickly promoted and by the age of 21 years old uh I was a software sales uh, account executive making six figures or over six figures actually um and uh I really started on a, on an awesome trajectory for um um great sales success uh I um have been in many different industries from software sales to consulting to infrastructure as a service um to telecom and then um SaaS uh sales and now uh back to service and consulting which is um with my own company Vingresso so i um my last stop um in corporate was um when i was the vp of sales for a software collaboration company a SaaS platform and that was uh this january will make 4 years uh, that i left corporate and have been out on my own um and the whole reason why i went out on my own was actually linkedin asked me to speak at their annual users conference in october of 2015 mm-hmm. and that was the catalyst to um me going out on my own 3 months later i was out on my own consulting with companies and uh helping companies do what it is that i did that linkedin asked me to speak about in terms of launching a digital sales program. So, uh now if you look back at the last 4 years, um uh 4 years ago I started my own company by the name of M3 Junior Growth Strategies and uh almost uh 3 years ago I merged that company in with uh, multiple other companies to form the world's largest digital sales training company Vingresso and that's where we're at today. Okay. Okay. Uh so this let me when you say uh digital sales transformation and uh, social selling could you please explain what it is all about and why is it important today and what does an ideal process look like if implemented well yeah so social selling is a um is a component of digital sales transformation it is not digital sales transformation that's important to understand um but digital sales transformation is is really helping um a seller or a sales community to transform into leveraging digital sales what is digital sales well think about what we've always leveraged in our um sales uh engagement or our prospecting engagement we've leveraged the phone we've leveraged email uh we leveraged events we leveraged referrals that is definitely the traditional way of of doing sales prospecting but now if you incorporate digital selling into that um what you're going to find is is that it it expands much more and so where sellers are just using phone email networking events and referrals they now have the ability to use social media to use video for example from hippo video as an example uh text messaging uh sales ai 
the digital referral, understanding who or who's connected to who by leveraging platforms like LinkedIn. Uh, and all of these other elements allow us to engage with today's modern buyer. And why do we care about digital sales transformation? Well, it's very easy. Digital sales transformation um, allows us to be able to engage with the buyer where the buyer is at. Why? Well, if you think about the four cardinal attributes of today's modern buyer, they are digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, and video hungry. In fact, on that fourth element for video, uh, Cisco in 2017, a small little player in this thing called the internet, uh, reported that 79% of the world's internet traffic was as a result of consuming video. And by 2021, that number will be up to 81%. Now that's an astounding number. And now if you think about it from a business standpoint in B2B, specifically on video, uh, the stats show that 59% of business executives watch at least one work-related video per week. 59%. So um, we as sellers and as sales leaders, we must take a moment, stop and pause. Is our sales team digitally savvy? Meaning, are they using these digitally connected, socially engaged, mobile attached, and video hungry tools and technologies correctly to engage with the digitally connected, uh, socially in, uh, engaged, mobile attached, and video hungry buyers? And the key is, is developing the right skill set, the right tools to digitally transform your sales organization so that they too can engage where the buyers are, want them to be engaged at. Uh, so this question is more of a bit generic. So uh, since you've been, you started your career as a SDR, then you've been as a VP, then you manage larger teams and your consultant companies like Cisco, SAP and everything. So when you see a sales organization struggling with sales growth and failing to beat a revenue forecast, what do you think is the problem quite often? And if a VP, uh, as a VP of sales or a director, what are the things they should be looking at? Great question. So the answer to that question is, is there's many things that could be broken inside of a sales organization when they're not hitting the revenue targets. But oftentimes it comes down to um, one big area, prospecting. The sellers are not prospecting, number one. And number two, they're not prospecting in the way in which the buyers are seeing value. Okay. So I can't solve the problem for you're just not going to prospect. We, we don't solve for that. A seller must be motivated to help a customer because sales is the art of helping and they must be motivated by a paycheck. If they're not motivated by those two things, I cannot solve for that problem. But in terms of sales engagement, we can help there. And we um, talk a lot about our PVC sales methodology. That's PVC sales methodology. And this PBC sales methodology is all around how we go about engaging with our buyers. First off, every single time we engage with a buyer should be personalized messaging. That's the P for personalization. When we engage with our buyers on that message, there should be a V inside there, which is value. We should be bringing value. Now, how do we bring value? That's through the form of content. Marketing's job has got to be making sure that they produce content, that maps to the buyer's journey at the awareness, consideration, and purchasing phase. 
That's very important. And finally, um, is make sure that every time we engage with our buyer, that we develop a call to action, a CTA. Um, and that's the C and the PVC. Um, so personalization, value, and a call to action. That call to action, most sellers want to immediately go for, I want the meeting. I want to book a meeting. But the reality is, is that there has to be a business problem that you're trying to solve first, then value demonstrated that you can help solve that problem. And then you can create a call to action to create that meeting. But sometimes um, that call to action doesn't have to be a meeting request. It could be that you're asking a question to confirm buyer pain, buyer intent, buyer problem, or to create simply engagement. That is that you hope that they will respond back to you. So you can now start a di online dialogue of which then we teach how to convert that online conversation to an offline person-to-person -person conversation. Um, so I think that's one of the big problems that we see inside sales organizations is one, they're not prospecting. Two, they're not prospecting correctly and meeting the buyer where the buyer um, uh, wants to be uh, um, uh, wants to be met at. And then the third element is they're not engaging um, and bringing um, uh, the PVC, if you would, throughout their messaging, personalization, bringing value and driving a call to action. Uh, so when you talk about prospecting, uh, most of the times when we talk to salespeople inside a company and outside a company, I assume, the common problem they face is, as you said, uh, prospecting. Uh, it turns out, especially when it comes to enterprise sales, when there are multiple stakeholders involved, uh, prospecting becomes a nightmare for most people. Uh, what do you think is the most common mistake uh, made by sales reps or in the way they approach or uh, yeah, in terms of prospecting? I think the most common mistake that salespeople make in prospecting is what we call the spray and pray. <laughs> they're spraying all of their material and emails and land blasting and they're praying that there's someone there on the other side who will say, oh yeah, I have a problem, right? Um, and they're doing this without regard to um, buyer um, sentiment and buyer impact and buyer concern. Mm -hmm. um, and when we do that spray and pray, when we land blast thousands of emails out, we cold call without even understanding um, uh, who this buyer is and whether or not they're even the right buyer. Um, when we spray and pray, all we are doing is ruining our, our chances to be able to penetrate that particular buyer's door. But if we look at a hyper-personalized environment, and this is where I think the next phase of, of, of sales technology needs to go, um, I don't need another tool to help me uh, get out there and prospect. There's probably a thousand of those tools out there. Well, there's actually 700 tool, sales tools. But, but what I do need is, is I need uh, intelligence. I need to know that if I'm going to send this video, it's um, as a result of uh, someone at the company or that individual who has already shown interest. I need uh, a buyer intent-based data and I need it to be mapped to personalization, mm -hmm. personalized buyer uh, information so that when I engage and I send the video, it has more effect. When I engage and I uh, uh, send an email message, it has more of an effect. When I uh, engage on LinkedIn, it has more of an effect. Those are the things that I think um, sales teams and sales leaders need to be um, gunning for is uh, tools and technologies that will digitize my sales force, engage with the buyer where they want to be engaged at, but bring that together with uh, buyer uh, intent-based data. 
hyper person to be able to hyper personalize messaging and communication. Uh, so when you talk about uh, intelligence, most of the times this falls technical under the marketing umbrella, and usually these tools are used by marketing teams. And one of the things you talk about is sales and marketing alignment. So uh, what does a well-aligned sales and marketing team look like? And especially with the concept of account-based marketing and sales coming in, what is a perfect well-aligned sales and marketing process look like? Good question. So, I mean, there's a, a bazillion different, different definitions and or um, descriptions you can get, but a well-aligned sales and marketing team, um, first off, starts out with aligned compensation. Marketing teams should be compensated uh, with a portion of their compensation that is um, geared towards sales performance. So uh, in my opinion, it should be a 70-30 split. 70% based, 30% uh, is based upon commissions based upon how the sales team is performing overall. Um, and so that really incentivizes the marketing team to do the right things to understand the customer. Um, and that also um, helps sales see that marketing is on their side and they're in the exact same boat. 30% of their compensation uh, is um, focused on um, driving better leads, uh, better lead quality. Um, that's the first thing that I would say. Um, the second thing that I would say is, is um, the marketing team needs to understand the pain of the buyer and how their solution solves that pain. And they need to be coming up with content that aligns to that particular pain uh, that helps at the awareness, consideration, and purchasing phase of the buyer. And I think most marketing organizations fall short on from a content marketing and content planning perspective. They fall short on being able to drive uh, that type of uh, that type of, um, of, of, of of content to their sellers. Um, and that's something that needs to be solved for in terms of good alignment. And the other thing too is is that um, uh, marketing should also be listening into uh, sellers. Um, calls using technologies like gong.io. And if they, if they listen into this content, to this material, then what will happen is, is they will be able to um, subsequently hear what the customers are saying, see what the salespeople are doing, and then produce content, materials, enablement, playbooks, documentation, process guides that help the sellers sell better, consistently sell better, as well as provide more better content and better material, better pitch decks uh, for, the, um, for, uh, for the sellers to engage with buyers um, better. So I think those are um, some things that a good sales and marketing alignment should do. And of course, there's many other things, but those are yeah. so three things that I'd have as top of mind. Sure. Uh, the next thing is uh, win rates in B2B sales. So what do you- Say what again? What, one more time? Win rates, customer win rates. So moving on from prospecting, one of the things you deal with Avengrizo is increasing the win rates for B2B sales. Win rates, got yeah. it, okay. So what affects the win rates for B2B sales in general? What are the common things? Got it. So um, this is, uh, is an interesting one. So um, win rates actually are um, a direct derivative of how you are going to market with that sales opportunity, right? So we look at, there are 6.8 buyers or 10 buyers, depending on whose study you're using, right? Gartner versus uh, um, uh, uh, Forrester. Um, so anywhere between six to 10 buyers that you have engaged in an opportunity. So how do you increase some the, the chances of winning, the probability of winning inside there? Well, CSO Insights, which is a division of Miller-Hyman Group, the research arm of Miller-Hyman Group, 
uh, did a study in their 2018 sales enablement study um, that was published at the end of last year um, in 2018 that showcased companies that had social selling programs with their sellers of a 75% adoption or greater and using social had win rates of um, uh, over um, 60%. But companies who had um, social selling programs with an adoption rate of 25% or, or less mm -hmm. had win rates of around 40, 40, a little over 40%. Cool. So about 20 percentage points, nearly 20 percentage points you would gain in win rates by leveraging um, social selling. Why? Because social is actually a way that I can see who you report to and I can see all of the other people as well and begin engaging with those individuals by connecting and messaging and, and uh, um, engaging online through social without having to have approval from anybody else. And I have that ability to now see that data um, as a seller and be able to ha um, have that. So um, by leveraging social, you have the ability to be able to engage um, differently, uh, as well as to engage with your whole buying community, which ultimately impacts win rates. Oh, next question. Uh, being a CEO, you would receive like hundreds of emails a week, uh, cold calls and pitches from sales reps yourself. When you go into a meeting or a product demo, or you open an email or take a call, what is that you expect from a sales rep? Well, um, I would expect them to um, do the PVC, right? Mm -hmm. So to implement the PVC, first off, you should know who I am. Mm -hmm. uh, you should have studied me and what I'm about and what I care about and what <clears throat> I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, you should definitely um, make sure that you're personalizing your messaging. For example, this interview right here, it's clear that you did your homework on who we are and who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So that makes me want to give back to you because I can see that you've done your homework as a result of, of, of booking a call with me. I know you are using our terminology, you're using our messaging, you're talking about the things that are important to me on our website, even things within my own profile. So it's clear you did your homework. That's the personalization. You also, in a meeting, a sales meeting, you better bring value. And that value is going to be, help me understand what it is that I'm not doing well, that you can help me do better and compare that and benchmark against that in the industry. Tell me what my competitors are doing <clears throat> or what the industry may be, may be doing that will allow me to have a leg up uh, on them. And that's super important. And then always, always, always drive to a call to action. Never leave a meeting without scheduling the next um, and, uh, or at least the next milestone. So. Those are the things that I, I would say that sellers should do in, in being able to prepare themselves is bring the PVC sales methodology right into that, that meeting, the same way you would bring it into your first outreach, the same way you'd bring it into your video message, the same way you'd bring it into your connection request on LinkedIn. Use the PVC sales methodology. Uh, the next question is going into 2020. Uh, what do you think is the emerging sales trend right now? What do you think is the next big thing that a sales rep has to go grab it? Uh, I don't necessarily know if it's a sales rep, but I do believe that the next emerging technology into 2020 will become uh, what I said earlier, and that's where hyper-personalization meets buyer intent. So I think the, 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 the sales technologies that, that, um, that come out with integration into things like platforms like Bombora, as an example, um, that they have that integration already built in. So it allows me as a seller to be able to 
reach out to a specific POC that uh, I know that there's some buyer intent there, that's going to be the Nirvana status because that will allow me to hyper personalize. So if I were to put together a platform, what I would do is, is I would bring together uh, buyer intent based data into my platform. I'd bring together the delivery mechanism, like a video sales platform, like, uh, like your platform, Hippo Video. And I would layer on top of that content, um, sorry, uh, um, uh, contact information from companies like seamless.ai where I'm bringing all those three things together that tells me this company has this buyer level intent, use this video to be able to, or create this video with this messaging to push it out. And oh, we got the email and the phone number for you as well so that you can send it via email and then you can turn around and call the next day to be able to reach out to that buyer. That's going to be the, the, the whoever cracks that code, that will be the, the, uh, the, um, the, the quintessential example of a good application for sales. Awesome. Uh, this is just a personal question of mine. Uh, I've taken demo Bambora uh, a while ago and it was a bit expensive for a company. Uh, so one of the things I noticed was what the main algorithm, the tool functions on is based on the content consumed by the prospects. Uh, how accurate do you think it is? Because uh, as you said, a relevant content can drive customers, can qualify customers. And the same thing is done by the company to qualify the buyer intent. How accurate do you think it is based on your experience? Well, I haven't had any personal level experience um, in Bombora. Uh, there's Tech Target. There's also Pure B2B. Um, our other companies that play in this space as well with buyer level intent data. Um, but it's, um, it's definitely, it, it works uh, and it helps, that's for sure. Um, so whether you're using, you know, Bombora or, um, you know, uh, HubSpot's personalization or uh, Tech Target or Pure B2B, uh, the reality is, is that getting you, getting you closer to the edge of, of understanding who those buyers might be is, is, is key. Okay. Uh, so uh, last couple of questions. One is, uh, I'll split it into two. So one of the things we ask our uh, speakers is, what is one key input or takeaway that you can give to our readers? So one, I'll split it into VPs and directors because they are more decision makers and manager team. The second one is people who are in sales and in the front line, uh, more of SDRs and Wait, what was the first one? Uh, what is the one actionable input or takeaway that you can give to our readers? Um, so the one actionable item that you can, that leaders should take away from this is um, there's this thing called the internet. Okay. <laughs> and it does exist. And the use of video and social is a must inside of a, um, a sales uh, reps arsenal or their, 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 it should be an arrow in their quiver. Um, and if you have not trained your salespeople with the skill to develop correct videos with the right messaging, with um, the right um, opening, uh, with um, uh, messaging that's focused on um, who you help and how you help. And if you have not trained them how to engage on social, you are doing yourself a disservice. Why? 
we would have never, never in the history of sale of selling have ever given a phone just like this and handed it to a salesperson and said, go, go be successful and make cold calls and, and uh, turn out as a top salesperson. <laughs> no, every salesperson who is, has had some sort of training on phone voice, the art of negotiation, the art of being able to capture someone's attention in 30 seconds. Um, <clears throat> we've, we've trained our sellers on how to cold call. We didn't just put them on the lines and say, do it. So we need to do the same thing as well when it comes to leveraging these other tools and technologies. Uh, we, we, we must do that. So I would say to sales leaders, the thing, this thing called the internet is not going away. Our buyers are there. Our buyers want to engage with it. And our job as sellers have become more complicated, harder, because we now have a buying community. Some people would rather receive an email. Some people would rather receive a phone call. Some people only want to talk via text. Some people only want to engage through social. Some people would rather just watch a short one minute long video to be able to get to the point and figure out what it is that you can do. So that having been said, I think it's very important that sales leaders understand that they have to be lead the charge. If you're, especially if you're 45 years and older, we grew up selling uh, a very different way. And so as a direct result, we must understand that today's modern buyer is driving what a modern seller should do in terms of engaging and supporting a buyer. So we have to make sure we map um, our seller's skills to the way the modern buyer wants us to engage. Uh, last two questions. One is, what are the tools, sales tools that you think are must have for sales professionals? Uh, so first off, I think a sales tool that you should have would be, um, I would leverage one, um, LinkedIn two, I would leverage video three, I'd leverage the phone. <laughs> so you got to have those things. Um, and then there, it, it certainly doesn't hurt to be able to have, um, uh, um, uh, prospecting tools that allow you to create sequences like from zant.ai or uh, from outreach.io or salesloft. Um, th those are tools that will certainly help. Um, but um, to, uh, uh, here's, my, here, here's what I would say. I'll close it with this. A fool with a tool is still a fool. Okay. <laughs> so, so even with tools and technology, don't just hand off the tool. You must make the fools a smart person uh, on, on learning how to use that, that particular technology the right way. Uh, this thing to our last question. Any books you would recommend to that has helped you or you would recommend to our readers? Uh, I, no, I mean, if, uh, uh, as, a, as, a, as a business executive, um, Tiffany Bova's book called Growth, um, the, uh, it was called Growth, uh, was, an, was an excellent book. Uh, that's it from us uh, for today. Hey.